0: hey what's up everyone welcome to crowcast podcast i'm shane hey i'm ronnie and these are the audio versions of the interviews we've had with our special guests on crowcast
1: hey guys this is ronnie just stopping by a little quick recap and a quick intro for the podcast it's a bit different this week. Shane is so busy behind the scenes, I can't tell you anything. All will be revealed very soon, but it's really, really excited and things are starting to move. On this episode, we spoke to Andy Coppin. Um, it was on the week where Download 2022 was announced and we are officially playing the main stage. So I'm not sure when people will kind of listen to this. As we've said before, you know, you might be listening to it months down the line. You might even be listening to it a month before we're play in downloads so who knows but this should be a really really exciting episode for you all and he talks about future headliners he talks about bands he couldn't quite get over the line some incredible stories to go with that as well um, and we also asked him about his past and there was a couple of stories which well even Andy said I've never been asked that question before so we shared some kind of exclusive content with us which was brilliant so I don't want to spoil that um, but for those who want to watch the visual it's available on our YouTube channel episode 57 or for anything that you want to find out just check out www.thosedamcrows.com. so anyway that's enough from me um should we get into it oh that's right chains, don't you oh well I'm gonna do his line Strap in. This is Crew cast Podcast. Oof. Doesn't quite have the same ring, does it? Never mind, Shane's back next week. Hope you enjoy.
0: We are
1: close! Talking about one of the biggest festivals on the planet. Shall we have a guest?
0: Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome President of UK Tour in Live Nation UK and Mr. Download himself, Mr. Andy Carpin. Greetings! <laughs> hey.
2: hey, how are we, are sir? Well. Hey, how are you? Very, Very well, well, buddy. Good. Very well, thanks great. For, thanks for having me. me on, by the way.
0: It's an honor, but it's a real honor. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm assuming that your, your house,
2: your home. Uh, i am at home uh, my home's actually in um lincolnshire so uh yes i'm out in the uh in the green lands of lincolnshire lovely so is the restrictions okay up there at the moment now is it in lincolnshire um yeah it's not been too bad actually um the one thing is that most of the people uh, up here they've actually adhered to all the rules and regulations nobody's been too silly yeah. um one thing that I, I, I go to London uh, quite a bit um and in comparison the way people have been behaving up here has been has been amazing it, like people cross the road everybody's wearing the mask and when people like you know cross the road when you're uh, walking uh, around the village or around the town and stuff the, everybody's really polite about it yeah. um which you know, which is great, and slowly but surely, um, we're getting ourselves uh, out of this uh, out of this mire. Yeah, yeah. It must be. I mean,
0: thinking about like obviously download cancelling. I guess oh, you'd be more. Working...
2: It's twice. I've done it. Is
0: <laughs> but Good. I was going to say, does th- th- that mean does that free up your time, or do you working twice as hard to? You know, talk about think about next years and, and and trying to plan things. I mean, you haven't had a year off as such, I'd imagine, with all the organising
2: you had to do. Yeah, it's it's continuous. It's yeah. You know, obviously we were working right the way up um, until we pulled twenty twenty. I think we did it at, towards the end of April. Then it is having to deal with the um, you know the 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 cancellation what we're going to do, moving things forward to, um, uh, you know, to 2021. I, I, I'm, I just want to say hello to everybody. Yes. Don't welcome. Hello, Andy. Hey, Andy. I can't, I can't see you as I'm talking to the guys. So, you know, thanks for saying hello. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously we moved into 21 and all our focus was on uh, what we were going to do for this year. And then, obviously, you know, unfortunately, uh, COVID uh, continued to take hold, and we had to we had to bounce um, 21 too. And interestingly enough, from 20 into 21, we lost Iron Maiden, um, and then when we come back in 22, Iron Maiden came back. <laughs> we pulled Biffy Clyro in for 2021 to replace Iron Maiden. Then System of a Down can't do 2022, so. Thankfully, Biffy Clyro uh, we're happy to step into that role uh, for twenty twenty two. So it's, I mean, there's a team of us that work on uh, download right, with the booking. There's there's five of us. There's me. Uh, there's Sean Ryman. The, there's Cameron Hack. Uh, there's Danica uh, Danica Weber and uh, Jenny Cotter. And and together, you know, we we book this festival by committee, and everyone's been you know just having to to pull together it it, it never stops we don't get a, a chance to put our feet up and and neither should we you know we've yeah. got to you know dig in and and, and get the festival booked for everybody is this the most difficult time you've ever had a download um i think last year was the most difficult one because it was such a big decision to make yeah. um, i was being asked I guess from the second week of March, uh, you know, towards the end of March, beginning of April, you know, is download going to happen? Is download yeah. going to happen? And, and I was resolute with what I was saying, which was we are absolutely forging ahead. Download's still going to happen. Yes. You know, the festival's still going to be there. Um, we're still going to crack on. Um, and then, you know, I woke up one day and realised, look, you know, I'm kidding myself here. This this isn't going to happen. COVID had just taken such a a big hold of what was happening in the country that we had to lose it, and that that was really hard. Bearing in mind, you know, we've been running downloads since uh, 2003. We've run every single year, um, regardless of of whether he was available on the bill. It is I always wanted to put a festival on every single year. I, I come from the, the old Monsters of Rock days and great festival that, that was and, and Download is is like the son of Monsters of Rock festival yeah. if you like. Um, you know, there were a few years which they didn't uh, operate for, you know, a number of reasons. And, and I always, you know, my first goal with, with with Download was to make sure that we ran as many, if not more, um, downloads as there were monsters of rock, and we we did that a couple of years ago. We we broke that record, and I I wanted to do it continually and not not have a year off. Um, unfortunately, obviously, uh, COVID absolutely smashed us for two years on the bounce. Um, and and yeah, last year was really hard. This year not as so hard because we've kind of already you know we have been through it, we'd done it. Um, obviously didn't enjoy cancelling it again. But if I look back to some of the previous downloads that we've done and and how how hard they've been, you know, in in, uh, 2004 when Lars Ulrich didn't show and it looked like Metallica were going to cancel and they ended up, you know, doing the set with uh, Dave Lombardo from Slayer and Joe Jordison from... Slipknot, and that was amazing just doing a, a Metallica greatest hit set. Um, then in 2006, I think it was 2006, you had, you had Jonathan Davis from Corn uh, was ill. And then we had all these guest vocalists standing in for him You know, uh, Matt Shadows from Avenge Sevenfold, um, Matt Heafy from Trivium, uh, Benji from Skindred. Um, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Stone Sour. They all filled in and and did like a corn greatest hits. That was really tough. And the toughest year really for me was 2010 and dealing with um, ACDC. ACDC wanted their own stage. We had two main stages. It was, (laughs) I I just, I, I almost can't remember the festival because it was so intense, the pressure having to deal with it all and, and, and pulling it on. You know, we had um, uh, ACDC and we had Rage Against the Machine had just come back. They'd done the free show at Finsbury Park, you know, the whole X Factor thing where they got yeah. number one and they wanted to come and do a free show. Um, on the back of that free show, they wanted to play at Download. Um, they'd never played at Donington or Download before, so that was a huge deal. And, um, you know, we had Aerosmith. Aerosmith hadn't played... At uh, download uh, previous. So these three huge bands, the attendance was just shy of a 100,000. Um, but the demands from ACDC were, I mean, it was so, so intense. And, and don't get me wrong, I would do it again tomorrow because it's ACDC. You know, why would you not have them at your festival if they're going to make themselves available? Um, but that was uh, really, really stressful um but yeah last year definitely was 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 tough to make that decision of 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 cancelling so all those things i've talked about the Ulrich, the jonathan davis the acdc and then uh covid and of course sometimes the the weather's been horrific for us at download and that always very very challenging it's challenging for me as a festival uh promoter organizer booker um it's even harder for the fans. You know, they're there camping, they're in the tents. It's, you know, they're camping in a river, um, you know, of, 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 of rain and, and what have you. It's it, it, it's tough. So, you know, it, my trials and tribulations are, are nothing compared to what, what the fans have to put up with some years.
1: You you've yeah, mentioned Brandon. that OCDC um, performance there with the stage. How did that how does that affect things? Cause that's got to, that's got to alter all the planning. Um, and especially how download is, you know, we've been there many times and we've seen how you have it. Did that, did that change much just by adding a stage?
2: Um, uh, yes, it did. Uh, uh, initially, uh, I remember their production guy coming up. It was a, it was like a, a bank holiday. I think it might've been Easter Friday or something. And he'd come up to do a, uh, um, a site wrecky, as they call it, and um, we. Uh, do you know what? Let me. T- I think I've got. Have I got my email on here? Let me turn that off so it stops binging while we're talking. Sorry about that. Um, the uh, yeah, he'd come up to have a site visit. We were chatting. I'd already said to them that we would totally replicate what their stage. Uh, uh, the stage was because they have their own stage and the huge like walkway that uh, Angus uh, and Brian go down during the set and um, uh, we'd replicate the lights, we'd replicate everything. It's like, you tell me what it is, we'll replicate it. You tell me who your suppliers are and we'll go to the same supplier so that we give you an, a 100% replica of what you have. And he was he, great, that's perfect, no problem. Um, strangely enough, the stage company was actually the same stage company that uh, we use, uh, download anyway. Um, you know, that we had to bring in, uh, we were talking to another lighting company. Then, literally, 10 days out, he called up and he said, look, you know, I've got a bit of an issue here. The band want their own stage. I went, no, I get it. We're replicating it. He goes, No, no, no. They they want to bring their own stage. It's the only way that they're going to do it. And I just thought well, it can't happen. Spoke to our production guys. Um I've got to give him credit, John Probin, and he, he's still with us. Um, he he said, Well, yeah, we could. We'll just build their stage next to ours and that's the one that they'll perform on (laughs) um i mean it would honestly i i cannot tell you the the stress of putting that whole whole thing on and the logistics and how much space it was going to take up and obviously you're going to have a full crowd in front of the main stage prior to them coming on and then they've got to you know, move over to the other stage and, oh, man, it was, it was, it was brutal, but we did it, we got through it, people still talk about it today, you know, or when ACDC brought their own stage and uh, what have you, but, you know, of of course, you you do it again, it's ACDC, there are certain bands where, you know, you are going to kind of bend over and Take one for the (laughs) team.
0: The stress levels must be immense. But when I mean, but when you actually do something like that, you and your team must have a hell of a night party when it's all said and done, when it's all done and dusted. The celebration
2: party. We sleep. That's what we do. (laughs) We don't sleep for two fucking weeks. Yeah. The event. And then the event happens, and you do like when we open the gates on the on the friday uh and you know let everybody in and then the festival starts and you kind of breathe a sigh of relief because it's happening uh and everything's uh, going ahead there's always a trepidation throughout you know the three days of um, you know, with music, like, you know, is everything gonna be okay? But you know, it's it's like the machine is moving. Yeah. Everything it's it, we're on. The people are here, the bands are here, we're playing, we're playing. Um, every, everything's good. When that finishes, let me tell you, is like get me to bed right now. Um <laughs> I mean, literally, I get off the the band finish. I go and say thank you on the Sunday night. You know, thank you for coming and playing here. I'm gone. I'm off. Get me to my bed straight away because, <laughs> you know, you, you haven't... And that, you you breathe a huge sigh of relief yeah. when it is all over. You've, you've delivered everything. There's a huge responsibility to deliver uh, everything that we need to do for the bands that are playing, putting on event. But the main thing is is making sure that um you know we have a huge responsibility for delivering a safe happy mm-hmm. vibrant event for the fans they're the yeah. ones that put lambs into the, the pockets and you know pay to come to download the festival yeah. is nothing without them uh, i think there's always been a lot of talk about you know it's about the bounds it's about the bounds and of course hugely important because you know that's the entertainment but it's the fans that make it happen you know they're the ones that are are, are spending the money uh making the commitment uh and coming to see the bands that are playing if we haven't got the fans we've got nothing
0: yeah yeah completely agree that's, that's an unbelievable amount of pressure though andy that you, you you and your team put yourself through to obviously to cater for eighty to hundred thousand people. Yeah, I can't imagine that amount of pre- pressure and stress.
2: Well, you know, in in year one, when we when we launched in two thousand and three, we were uh, two stages. Yeah, we did just under twenty five thousand people. It was about twenty three thousand people in total, uh, and then in two thousand and five. We moved to um, three days. And, and then we, we, I think we were at three stages then. And then as the festival evolved, we became this uh, three day, uh, five stage. We've got lots of other things going on. Obviously, we've had the NXT wrestling and we've had, uh, you know, the Red Bull. Um, uh, motocross bikes, all kinds of uh, activities and stuff going on. But the other thing that has, has grown has been the campsite and the nighttime entertainment. And people come to Donington, they start camping on the Monday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the festival doesn't open until the Friday, but this is—it's uh, a massive. Um, you know, homage to the event. People come, it's a pil- pilgrimage that they come on the Monday, they camp for four days. Yes, there's entertainment in the campsite, but the festival doors don't open until I think it's 11 o'clock midday on the Friday. But it's like a holiday for these people, they take the time off work and uh, you know, college years, et cetera. A lot of kids have exams and it's like, as soon as the exams finish, they're, uh, uh, they're there. But the bulk of the people start coming on the Monday and the Tuesday. I mean, there was one particular year on the Wednesday before the festival opened, we had 70,000 people on the campsite. I mean, we're not open for two days. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, Literally, one thing I've got to say: the people of Donington, because uh, it's this little village at the end of uh, East Midlands Airport. I mean, that's something I, I, I still get excited now when I see the planes coming, coming over, and coming into land. Um, that this little village allows us to come every year, and literally take over we come we build our own little you know download city within uh donnington park part of castle Donington village um and then once uh, the event's over after 70 80 90 100 people come year in year out uh and take over the place and when it's over you know we disappear and it's amazing that um, and they've been so supportive. They love the festival. They want it there every year. It's become a big part of what um, you know the, uh, the 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 that area is. Um, you know, we've helped financially with the local school, with the church, new roof on the church, etc. We we do make um, you know some financial contributions. The farmers in the area that we have to rent the land off. Um, You know, we don't get it for cheap because they know we want the land and we have to do a deal with them to uh, hire the land for the campsites, the car parks, et cetera. So it's a huge deal. And it is the same for uh, most big festivals. But I think with, um, you know, with Download, it's such a big community community. you know, of of, of fans that come year in, year out. There are thousands of people that come every year, regardless of who we have on the bill. They just, you know, they want to come. They treat download as their home. Um, And we love the fact that they contribute to ideas for the festival. How can we improve things? Not just, you know, what bands we should book. It's like, you know, what should be happening on the campsite, where the campsites should be situated, you know, uh just all kinds of things that they come to us with ideas and suggestions to help us improve the festival. The festival is theirs, belongs to them. Um, you know, we're just the custodians of it and and we're, you know, their servants, if you like, uh, putting the event on. Um and hopefully we'll continue to do that for many years. It's it's incredible that we're effectively not far off 20 years into this mission. That's incredible. And you and you
0: talk about it in that way. Um because it's it's a it's a big old machine as you said, but to still have that sort of that heart and, and realizing the community and what and the people bring to the festival. But Andy, like booking these superstars, these massive bands, um, the agents, is is it like is it a case of now that's become normal? It must have been a time where, holy shit, I'm speaking to, you know, <laughs> a superstar. I'm speaking to royal rock royalty. Um, is that is that become normal for
2: Andy Coppin now? Uh, definitely not normal. I still get starstruck. I still, you know, trip over my words when I'm talking to agents, managers, and obviously in a lot of cases, the bands themselves when uh, they're on site. Um it's it's something i I'll, I'll I just I'll never lose that feeling um whether it's a big band also you know all bands that, that 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 come I have nothing but respect for them they're you know they're very open about how honored they are to play the event we're honored to to have you it's like in, incredible and also bands that we've seen over the years that you know, started very early on on the smaller stages and then worked their way up. Um, it's amazing to be part of their growth. The festival has definitely helped um, uh, bands grow. Um, and that that's, that's incredible that we've been able to do that. But we, I look back, you know, when... Uh, I booked Slipknot to headline in 2009. You know, they'd played on the bill two or three times previous. I thought it was time for them to step up. I took a load of grief for, uh, you know, parts of the the rock community saying that I should never have given them a headline slot. They weren't ready. Um, And they were amazing that year. And now you wouldn't think of Slipknot as anything other than a festival headliner. Yeah. Did the same with Avenged Sevenfold, done the same with Biffy Clyro. In fact, all the festivals had given Biffy Clyro a headline slot. Um, Download was one of the last ones to do it, but they they deserved it. And obviously, they're coming back next year. It's the second time that they've headlined. You know, it was a huge deal. Slipknot, still to this day, talk about the fact that Download was the first major festival that gave them the opportunity to headline and that they'd never looked back. And they always talk very, very fondly uh, about the event, um, a, a, about me too. I, you know, I'm you hugely flattered that they even include me uh, in, in part of that growth. Um, and even if you go back to you know, like when I booked the Prodigy and the Prodigy headlined, a second stage tent in 2006 and then worked their way up. Prodigy headlined in 2012 alongside Metallica and Black Sabbath. And that was the biggest selling download ever. We did 105,000 people that year. Um, it was insane. But, you know, Keith Flint, uh, God rest his soul, mm. and, uh, and Liam from the band, when, when, when they were getting interviewed way after they played it played at download they they used to say it was their favorite festival and prodigy had played so many festivals all over the world but download to them was their favorite festival and um i think that was because they could see what kind of community we have at download and the fact that the download fans embraced them and accepted them having had uh, you know, taking a lot of flack for having a band like Prodigy play at Download, but they, you know, they won the crowd over. And, and that was the thing for them. They wanted to come and show a rock event that they also could fit and sit very comfortably with all these other rock bands that had played at Download over the years, whether that's Metallica, whether it's Guns N' Roses, whether it was Tall, Linkin Park, i mean it's just you know all of these other bands that have played over the years you know prodigy sat alongside them so they came they saw they conquered um and it was great over over the years i I, I remember keith flink coming up to me just saying thank you so much for having us at your event i'm like are you kidding i mean you know you you've helped Make the event so, yeah. I never ever lose sight of that. Um, you know that I'm a music fan. I've yeah. Always have been. Always will be. That's never going to change. Fact that I'm a festival booker, a concert promoter, festival whatever you want to want to call me. Um, yeah, I, I'm always going to be a music fan. So if I see a, a, a band that I love you know, I'm a fan of, I, I am going to be a bit starstruck. I'm starstruck at literally every single band that plays it. They, they, these, these guys, you guys, climb onto a stage and play your songs, your instruments in front of all. That's something I can't do. Um, well, I was, it's incredible. I was, was going to ask you that. So, like,
0: Andy in the youngster, obviously you've been in the music industry and being ex- um, successful and stuff. But as a, as a kid, what, what music were you listening to? Did you
2: try to be in a band? Did you pick up instruments? Ah, funny. I've, you know, I've never been asked that question before. I was in a band in the uh, late 70s. Uh, it was a punk band called the Teeming Morons. Um we I played, love that. Yeah, we played two gigs... Uh, one was like a Battle of the Bands thing at Lincoln Tech Hall. We came um, second. Everybody said that we should have come first. I think it's just because we, uh, we were a punk band that at the time it kind of uh, shocked everybody. Uh, Bizarre, it, it was a prog rock band that won. Um, and then we, we did another show uh, for the Queen's Jubilee at an RAF station. Uh, and that was it. Yeah, and I was the I was the singer in that band. I can't say my voice was that great, but um, we used to do <laughs> we used to do a version uh, of Pinball Wizard by the Who, and uh, we would we start to finish. It was done in like one one minute and 26 <laughs> seconds. the whole song. So you can imagine the speed of that uh, uh, the, uh, the way that 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 went. There are some recordings somewhere. Um, I've tried to find them online somebody uh, did have them of of, uh, one of the shows (laughs) Um, but yeah uh, incredible so uh, being a huge music lover I started in the business as a properly as a DJ in um, it was about 79 uh, 1980 and then just working my way through I ended up at Rock City in uh, Nottingham in the late 80s uh, worked through there as a as a DJ on their their big rock night on a Friday night, and then um, I started helping booking the bands, and eventually became the in-house band booker, the in-house promoter. I was the manager of uh, and director of the venue, and I spent 13 uh, years there. Uh, and when I look back at the bands that uh, I booked when I was at um, when I was at Download was, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Rock City. Yeah, uh, you know, I booked Jane's Addiction, uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Blur, oh, Oasis, this, uh, David Bowie did a show there. Wow. I booking him. Um, In Excess, Green Day, Muse, Radiohead. I mean, literally everybody, anybody or everybody. I did a show. Ozzy Osbourne came and did a show there. I Maiden did a show uh, there, I mean, literally, everybody on, all, from all, you know, when Britpop came in, I know I mentioned Blur and Oasis. I mean, literally every every Britpop band came through, you know, Paul. Everyone just uh, all all came through, just uh, amazing. And I, I literally, that's how I I, I cut my teeth in the music industry, um, and yeah, it's uh, I ended up getting headhunted. By the company that uh, now owns um, Download. One of the reasons I, that I got headhunted, I'd, I'd been, I'd done a festival in Nottingham when I was working at Rock City. First year, we did a band called the Saw Doctors, an, an Irish band, which was really was like the, the Saw Doctors and Squeeze. Then we did All Saints and Ronan Keating. We did a pop festival one year, then another year I did The Cause, when The Cause were at their absolute peak. And then my final, oh, we did Brian Adams. And then my final festival there was, uh, I did Green Day, uh, Iggy Pop, I think A were on the bill, The Wild Arts, 100 Reasons. Um, Yeah, and it was, uh, that's that's kind of what um, made the company think, oh, we need to head on this guy because uh, we're going to launch, uh, we want to relaunch a festival at Donington Park. Um, and they brought me in to, to you know, assist and I help help them do that. That's amazing foresight there because obviously the, the music was changing.
0: So when you had Monsters of Rock, you had these big rock bands, uh, White Snake, Death Lab, I don't know, those type of bands. But I suppose the music was changing so it was a case of almost setting up a festival, so it's a more varied music scene.
2: Yeah, it's, um, that's, a, that's a very good point. Uh, basically, Monsters of Rock, um, great festival though it was, I'd unfortunately run its course. Uh, it started in 1980. I mean, some incredible, incredible years there. I was there in 1980 for the first one. 84 was always talked about where, um, you know, it was um, ACDC, Van Halen, Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue opened. They were the opening act in 1984. 88 was insane. Guns and Roses were the second band on. But at oh, that time, when they got booked, they got booked in the, uh, I think it was the latter part of 1987, beginning of 88, hadn't quite taken off yet. They were, you know, this band from Sunset Strip in LA and there was, you know, something going on. By the time the festival came around in the August of 88, they were the biggest band in the world. Now, one thing that the manager and the agent, which I think was brilliant thinking, was we're not going to move up the bill. We'll stay where we are. And, you know, that year was uh, Iron Maiden, Kiss, David Lee Roth, Megadeth, uh, and then I think then it was Guns and Roses and the opening act was, was it Halloween, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, incredible. They never moved up the bill. They were the biggest band in the world. They flew over from the States. They came and did the gig at Donington, and then they, they flew back again. Amazing. But what happened towards... I guess it was the early 90s when the music scene really changed. Obviously, grunge came in. None of those bands from that era that were really big, and I'm talking Faith No More, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Rage Against Machine, all of them breaking through really, really big. None of them wanted to play Monsters of Rock Festival because it had got itself in this, yep. you know, they're, they're like classic rock bands, if you like, which obviously were huge throughout the 80s. And some of them obviously came through into the 90s as well. Um, not that I'm saying Metallica are a classic rock band, but they, you know, Metallica, Aerosmith, Whitesnake, um, you know, the, uh, Iron Maiden. They they all were still very very relevant in uh, uh, in the 90s, but the 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 festival just didn't get the opportunity to evolve because none of those bands wanted to get those cool new uh, you know that new scene wanted to be associated with it. Mm. So, come 1996, they it was literally it just ran out of gas. And then in 2002, the, uh, they, they did an Ozfest at uh, Donington Park. And that bill in itself was amazing. I mean, it was Ozzy who was absolutely at his peak. You know, the Osbournes had, uh, was, were riding high with the TV programme. Uh, Ozzy had got a whole new lease of life. But literally on the bill that year was like system of a down, Paparoach, Tall, Disturbed. I mean, it was an amazing, amazing bill. And from that, in 2002, made the organisers think, you know what, we could bring back a rock festival back to Donington, but we'll bring it kicking and screaming into the modern age. So that's literally what they did. And they brought me into help them do that and, and eventually in in uh, 2008 I took over the full reins of um, you know booking the festival and we've managed I think to maintain it yes we still dip, dip our, our foot into the you know the world of, of heritage acts um, you know with, be it KISS uh, obviously Iron Maiden although I think obviously Iron Maiden transcend um, any kind of genre uh, or a- any period, but, you know, interspersed with, uh, you know, the newer acts that have, have, have come through over the years. And, you know, I want to bring through the the architects, the Bring Me the Horizons, the partway drives, the hailstorms, um, It's there's Gajira, all these bands from, um, you know, that have, have kind of, uh, come through in the last two, three, four years is that the, the festival has has brought them through too, and I can see those bands becoming uh, headliners of the future. There's 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 numbers of them, and you know we've we've had to uh, push the boundaries a little bit and and incorporate what's happening now as well as what's happened in 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 previous years.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's what we love is you look at download as a whole. There's something for everybody now. The the modern download. You know, if you look at any of the bills, even before COVID, you can go to the Doctor stage. You can check out a rock band, a metal band, a grunge band, a, a punk rock band. And then I do like what you've been doing um, is throwing the odd. Well, check these out. They might not be your metal, your rock. Um, and you have put a few acts like that over the last few Bills, which is like, you know, and it is hit this this, Either people are going to love them or hate them, but 9 out of 10, people have really enjoyed what, what you've given. Like, So I think that's what is giving it the magic, like, you know?
2: I think, you know, what's happened over the year, and uh, yeah, we still get stick food, we've booked, um, but it's not as bad as uh, it has been in previous years. I think the fans have come... Uh, to terms with what what the festival is all about. Yes, there's all these name bands that they know of, and obviously that's the draw to get them in. But, you know, we we absolutely give a leg up to the new breed of bands that are, that are coming through. Um, you know, Venom Prison, Holding Absence, The Fame. It's... it's these bands are get I'd like to think we're helping bringing them through it's Boston Manor. it's there's a the number of them. And the fans come, they don't know much about these acts, but they get the opportunity to see them. Yep. So and it'll happen uh, next year it happens every year when we do it, right after download, go on the website and go on the social media and people are going, I went to download, I went into the tent i saw X band, they're now my new favorite band they were unbelievable so letting the fans have the opportunity to discover new acts obviously they can hear uh, music uh, you know uh, online whatever and that and that's fine but getting to see uh, these acts you know they. I mean, we see when we put the when we announce the bands, people go and check you know check out their music They go. Oh my God, they sound really good. I'm going to go and see them and make a point of going to see them at download. They see them perform live, and you know they become uh, huge fans. And, you know, look at we had Greta Van Fleet two three years ago, like opening yeah. the second stage. Nobody had heard of them. You know, Greta Van Fleet have explained, Whether you love them, whether you hate them, they're they're becoming a big band. They, you know, this band are going to get themselves into uh, arenas on their on their next run. You know, that was a, a band nobody seen before. I actually only saw on social media uh, two weeks ago. Somebody saying, "Do you know what?" I saw Greta Van Fleet for the first time at Download in whatever year it was. They were they were amazing. I love that band, um, and that's what we want to do with download. Just come and discover uh, new acts interspersed with you know all the other you know, all the other favourites. Yeah,
0: absolutely, bud. I mean, it happened with us in two thousand nineteen when we played the, the Tent. Um, so many people like I've never seen it before, um, and I think that's why every band holds download in such high regard. That platform. Um, you know, I don't know anybody in a band that wouldn't give their right arm to play some stage at Download. And the fact we're so lucky to be playing main stage, we're, we're just thrilled, Andy. We're thrilled. You deserve yeah.
2: it. You're, there, you're there because you deserve it. It's, a, it's we a, it a, not I'm not afraid sure to that. blow, you know, smoke up your backsides. It's, you know, bands are there because because they deserve it. And uh, what I've said to bands right from the very beginning, it's like here's the festival, here's the crowd, just go out and do what you do. That, yeah. that, that audience out there, they just want to be entertained. They want to love you. They don't want to hate you. They want to love you. So it's actually don't feel nervous. Just go out and do what you do. Go and entertain them. We've brought the, you know, we've got the crowd in here. Now you just go out and, and, and do what, uh, what you do best. Go out and, and entertain them. And it's um you know it's great to see bands work their way up from different stages, you know, they've played on uh you know the small stage and work the way through and just some of those iconic moments that we've had over the years down. Uh, I mean look at skindred. Newport helicopter <laughs> yes. was born at Download. That yeah. you know, Benji and the band invented Newport Helicopter. At Download, and they've taken that part of their set to every other festival that they've ever played at. It's obviously a big part of their show now, whether it's indoors or outdoors. That was something that was uh, born at, at, at Download Festival. It's, it's great to be part of that history. We want to continue making history with acts and, and doing uh, just doing what we can we're we're a platform for mm. uh, for everybody you know every band every artist it's you know come and come and do your thing you know come and make history come and make us a, a special moment be, be that talked about part of your career and 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 let it be a, let it be a download wherever possible can you come
0: and in 2022, say that exact speech to me before we go on stage.
2: I will come and do that. I'll, I'll just come and give you that quick pep talk, even if it's at the side of the stage just before you go on. Literally, you just go out, do what you do. And uh, the amount of times I've said to bands before, what are you in a band for? What made you get into being a band? I remember that time when you were in front of the mirror, you know, with the tennis racket or with a bloody hairbrush uh, or whatever. you wanted to be in a band you wanted to play on stages you wanted to play in front of an uh, audience this is your moment go and show them what you do this is this is what you wanted all your life go out and do it i'm fucking ready let's go <laughs> <laughs> come on let's have it <laughs> Mm.
1: Was, there, was there anyone, Andy? I, I got to ask because you've probably been asked this, I know a million times, but was there anyone you were close to getting that you didn't quite kind of join the dots? And, you
2: know, there's been a few bands over the years, um, uh, to be honest with you. And um, some of it has been uh, documented before, but, um, you know, Van Halen, um, yeah. of two years, two separate years, I had them confirmed as a headliner. Download and then for um, you know whatever reason they decided that they weren't going to come to Europe, so they cancelled. I was I was gutted, and now of course it's never going to happen. Yeah, because um, you know Eddie Van Halen passing away uh, last year, which was just uh, soul destroying. Um, a phenomenal musician, so that's not going to happen. Uh, Pearl Jam again. On two separate occasions, I had them confirmed to headline at Download. Then their uh, circumstances changed, and they didn't do it. So I, I was I was gutted about that. We've been really close on Blink One Eight Two, really close on Green Day, um, hugely close on uh, on Foo Fighters, um, Bon Jovi, close one year. Um, so there's there's been a a good number of what you would perceive as uh, proper, uh, you know, out-and-out out headline acts that yeah. um, that I've been close to, but not we've not quite got it over the line. There's there's still uh, while these bands exist, there's still hope for us to um, you know to get them booked and to have them play. Uh, so yeah, there is there is still hope. And you know, looking at a band say like. Uh, Paramore, for instance, you know they have played at Download like way down the bill hmm. um, back in the day. I'd love them to, you know, hopefully uh, come back one day uh, and headline. Same for uh, Fallout Boy. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we, you know we'll get them uh, come play one year. We've never had Weezer. Love to have Weezer play at uh, at Download. So there's there's still quite a few bands out there. That um, you know, I'd love to love to have back um uh that have of grown or yeah. more to the point bands that have never played that would love to have them.
1: Yeah, especially like Eddie Van eeland because we the news broke sadly. I mean, we were talking about him, weren't we, Shane? Um yeah. uh our guitarist, we were talking about the guitar heads, and I think we were mentioning about Download as well. Dude, it'd be great if he was a download. Um, because we were talking about certain bills in the future and um and then obviously the sad news hit literally um well ten minutes later, wasn't it? Just before we were about to, to go on Crocas. So it was like, wow. Um yeah. so yeah, I I I always wanted to know if you know you were close to getting him. Um because I think a lot of people kind of expected it to happen or they wanted it to happen at least. Yeah. And especially like full fighters for myself and Shane, uh massive fans. So we've always um we're always curious because we know you work so hard with the team and you're always plotting and 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 kind of getting the next one sorted. Um yeah. even in this climate, I can imagine you've still got one eye on twenty twenty three. Um
2: yeah, I mean, funnily enough, literally this week, uh Monday and Tuesday, um I had conversations with two separate headliners. Both talking about uh, 2023, and we're we're looking at getting them uh, locked in. One band I, sp- uh, I was talking to um, about three weeks ago for um, 2024, so way way up front. I mean, interestingly enough, with Foo Fighters, uh, I did book them, Crooked Vultures, mm-hmm. uh, back in 2010. Interest is an interesting story. Them Crooked Vultures were actually booked as a headliner. For download in 2010 they were the first band i had booked and they were booked as a headliner and then when things developed um and i got acdc i spoke to them and said listen i've got the opportunity of acdc here would you play you know your money will stay the same would you play special guest to acdc and you know god bless them uh, they agreed to to do that. Of course, we, we'll step aside and let them be headliners. And I spoke with Dave Grohl on the day uh, after Them Crooked Vultures had played and just before ACDC went on. And I went, you know, hopefully we'll get you here one day with your other act headlining here at uh, Download. And he looked at me and he smiled. He went, yeah, maybe I'll ask you to uh, bring me uh, our own Main stage, <laughs> yeah. uh, And uh, Taylor Hawkins as well. We, we uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, with his solo band came and played. I said the same to him. It would be great to have you here with, uh, you know, with your uh, your other band uh, playing here at Download one day. So you know, I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen. I've been talking to the agent uh, over the years to see if we can uh, make it happen. And I'm and, and I'm hopeful one day we will. Do you think, uh, we have a photo
0: um, available, do you think this band will ever play main stage headline?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I knew, I I did see, I found a photo of Andy's band, if you want to go to it. Yes, there is me with my black and white rugby shirt with a, a hideous scarf. I mean, to think that actually we were a punk band, but we really were. That's an a, amazing find. Yes, folks, that is me. Yes. I love, I love that. That's similar to my first drum kit as well, Shane.
1: It's <laughs> 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 my first drum kit, that is. Proper punk rock, that is, Andy. I
2: can tell. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, but a proper Chad Valley drum kit. You got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You well, well done, Ryan, for finding that. Yes. Yeah. Catch on the bad, Ryan.
1: Uh, <laughs> fabulous um, Can we Is it okay If we uh, ask you Some questions From the fans Is that cool Andy Of course No please go ahead Ah, Fabulous Fabulous We got the First one
0: There we go Matthew Morrison The likes of The Killers And Kings of Leon
2: Surely could play
0: downloads Similar to Biffy
2: uh, interesting question. I think uh, Kings of Leon, uh, possibly yes. Killers, I would say no. I think Killers are probably a little bit too much in the uh, pop alternative world. Um, can't see that working. I think Kings of Leon, although we would probably get quite a bit of abuse um, when we booked them, I think when they actually played and they did do a more rockier set and played the the big song. I can imagine Sex on Fire, for instance, and the crowd singing that back at Downlow would be amazing. So um I'd I'd say yes to Kings of Leon, no to killers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Kings of Leon had changed so much mean, from their first albums. Oh. Changed loads. Yes.
2: Mickey Evans.
0: Question for Andy: What's your view on virtual and hybrid events? Could they ever replace the live experience?
2: Very simple. Absolutely no. Not <laughs> a chance. Forget it. Um, I think that uh, they have their place, of course, uh, uh, with regards to uh, replacing. Uh, not a chance. Um, and same with holograms. Do you, do, forget holograms. This is live music. It's not cartoons. You. Got to have the you know that just feel the sweat the vibe the connection. You're only going to get that with um, you know live bands and the interaction with the audience. So um, although I I I, I get uh, virtual events and um, you know we've seen some of the the stream uh, the streaming shows that have taken place. Some of them have been really good. Some have been great. Most of them have been uh, boring. Um, The minute the song finishes, just that that dead space. I actually Mm -hmm. feel for the bands. Um, I mean, obviously, from a band's point of view, I guess they can go well. In some respects, it's like a rehearsal. I suppose Mm -hmm. you've got to rehearse, but that's what it—that's what it ends up looking like. There's no vibe. There's no proper uh, interaction. They do, they do have a space, of course, because there's so much you can do. You can do Q&As with your fans and everything like that. But are they going to replace live shows and festivals? I don't see
1: it. No. I, I completely agree with you there. I mean coming from two people who've who've done a couple now over covid we um we were fortunate enough to do um the planet rock one uh, which was fab but bizarre we've we've documented it on here um really exactly what you said there you go into that big crescendo and everything's there and the energy's up with the band we're all smiling and then when we stop it was just
2: Oh man, you just, you just, it's flat. It's just really flat. And it's, and yeah. there's not, you, you can't stop it. It's nobody's fault. That's just, if it, yeah. if it highlights anything, it highlights just how amazing live shows with a live audience is. It's incredible. Yeah, um, you know, and, and, and I do get it and I do, uh, understand that there, you know, there is a, a place for it. And, and if, done right and as i said earlier you know uh getting some uh q a fan interaction that kind of thing but it's 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 nothing compared to the interaction you have with with a full crowd singing back your songs and cheering and just getting into the the whole vibe mosh pits but crowd surfing just being there arms in the air singing to arts content it's yeah, you you, you can't beat that. That you know why why do people get into bands? You want you want to you want to feel that.
1: We've we've talked about on you, man. Yeah. We've we've always said like there's two kinds of. Of a drug of when you're you're a performer um, is number one it's the the recording or writing a new song that that energy that buzz when you're in the room and you feel it's a good song and the and and the the adrenaline kicks in and secondly when you you step out on any stage and you get a reaction um, it's just phenomenal if you could bottle those two that's why yes. that's why we're in a band Andy that's the that's the whole point is like yeah take them away there's, there's nothing it is exactly what you said it's just empty and flat like you know yeah. so,
0: and what you find is even on on the, the first one you said there on when you create a piece of music and you think oh that's pretty decent you don't know shit until you play it to people and if they connect to it and they react to it so it's literally
2: it does not work without the audience it cannot work without the audience um, Yeah. The connection is the key I, I see there's another question here from, from Robert uh, I think that was Robert Malham. Yep. What's been your personal favourite performance at Download? Um, I, I probably have to say the first time that uh, Rammstein played at Download, that was just incredible with the, you know, the rockets and the fireworks and the stuff going from the stage to the mixing desk and exploding and then coming back. I mean, it was just that, that, that was Crazy intense uh, when Sabbath played in 2012, which was uh, I think uh, possibly the only show that, uh, certainly the only show they played that summer. They did a warm up at Birmingham uh, Academy just prior uh, to Download, but it was it was not long after Tony Iommi had had uh, his uh, cancer scare, and they'd had to cancel all of their Uh, all of their uh, festival plays, the only festival that they didn't cancel was Download. And and luckily, Tony uh, lives uh, down the road from uh, uh, Donnington. It's not that, it's less than an hour for him. And his um, specialist has said to him, you know, you shouldn't play the gig, but you haven't got far to go. And if you feel that you're okay, uh, go ahead and do it and i remember on that, uh, backstage just prior to the show um i would spoken to tony i said listen thank you so much for coming in and, and doing this it's 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 amazing that um you know you you you, you feel uh, well enough to do it he went oh no problem it's amazing thanks for having us blah, blah blah that was great and then literally 20 minutes before they go on i was near their you know their Uh, artist area and he he beckons me over and i I go over and he went um andy i'm i'm not i'm not feeling very well i don't think i'm going to be able to go on and i may i turn white my jaw hits the floor and then he just burst out laughing (laughs) i remember saying to him i went to be fair tony if you didn't feel well and you didn't want to go, you'd have every, you know, every right and every reason not to. Um, But yeah, yeah, he he really pulled one on me that day. (laughs) But it was amazing when they went out on stage and the reception that he got and the crowd singing his name because they knew just what a big deal it was. You know, this guy had been effectively within a inch of his life he'd had all the treatments etc he'd kind of been given the all clear but not you know enough for him to go out on tour but he was still determined to come and do uh, do download that year in in 2012 that, that, that was an amazing moment too so those, those, those two in particular really stand out Ramstein when they first played and, and Black Sabbath in 2012
0: Amazing. Another question from Heather: Is there a story behind the Download Dog?
2: You know, it's really I. I need to do a little bit more digging because we've had the Download Dog right from the very, very beginning in year one, two thousand and three. The Download Dog just became like the uh, you, you know the the mascot, the logo. Um, not even sure who who came up with the uh, you know with, with the design we've obviously kept it and adopted it ever since um and the other thing and this is something that's super special about download is the amount of people that have the download dog and the download um logo tattooed on their body is unbelievable there are literally hundreds and hundreds of people that feel that strongly about the festival that they want to have it tattooed about their person. I don't know of any other festival in the world that um, kind of commands that kind of loyalty. You don't see anybody with a Glastonbury tattoo. You don't see anybody with a Coachella tattoo. But you see, and I mean hundreds, probably thousands of people, because every year uh, I get more and more of these photos coming through of people with 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 the tattoo on there, and the download dog has changed, you know, in in shape and design um, over the years. And I I saw one guy; he'd got seven different download dogs tattooed on on his leg, and I'm like, oh my god! He said, yeah, I've got every one. And that that one was from such and such year, which was my second year at Download, and it, it got a story for each of the the dogs some people have got that huge dog and the huge download logo tattooed on their back i mean that to me i mean i can't describe to you uh, as a as a festival organizer what what that means to me just somebody would go to those lengths the festival uh, means that much to them that they're prepared to uh, go to those lengths they want they want to wear the download dog or the download logo as as their badge of honor you know tattooed on their on their bodies A- amazing amazing so there's there's no real story as to where it it came from it was there from year one and we've carried it through uh, you know we have the download dog walking around the uh the festival site people are always wanting their a photograph taken with him. We now do download dog um, uh, cuddly toys as merchandise. They sell like crazy every year. We change it every year, and you know people still want to want to buy it. It's 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 almost become like our um, you know our Iron Maiden Eddie, if you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. just associates the, the 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 dog with the festival and vice versa. Yeah fantastic uh any more questions
0: ian griffiths question for andy if you could pick three bands from any era to headline over three days who would they be
2: Ooh, now that's uh an interesting. you know and i have been asked this uh, question before um obviously i would love uh led zeppelin um i just think that would be uh, an, an amazing feat to uh, get them. Yeah, I'd, AC/DC again, uh, without a doubt, and and Rolling Stones. Uh, and I know this is really all old acts, but I just think in terms of um, you know entertainment value, uh, you know Led Zeppelin, ACDC, dc and the Rolling Stones on the bill would. That's uh, incredible. incredible. But, you know, I look back at, at some of the bands that have played uh, uh, over the years. You know, um, I, getting Metallica back would be incredible. I mean, I'm proper looking forward to Iron Maiden next year. They, they're, they're doing Legacy of the Beast, which is like the best of Iron Maiden. I mean, that tour itself, yeah, I, I promoted it and, and went to... Uh, three or four of the dates. I mean, it's just amazing. The set list is incredible. I, I can't wait to see that. Ramstein. I'd love to see them back at Download again. Rage Against Machine, it's Guns N' Roses. It's uh, There's so many bands. I mean, Linkin Park in 2014, when they did Hybrid Theory, when I talked them into doing the Hybrid Theory album, they've only ever done it once Uh, And that was at download in 2014. And they they didn't do it after. And obviously, sadly, you know, um, uh, Chester took his life um, not long after. Uh, But that was an incredible moment. And and not only that, was the fact that Chester Bennington came up to me and he said, I want to thank you for convincing us to do the Hybrid Theory album. At first, we went, no, we weren't going to do it. Uh, And he said, you insisted, we did it. And it energised us as a band again. It made us all understand why we got into this in the first place. Um, It took us back to when we first started and just energised us. And hearing him say that uh, uh, to me was, I mean, uh, uh, amazing. I knew it was the right thing to do. I just felt nobody was ready right then for a new Linkin Park album and doing a uh, a headline show which would have loads of the new album on it. It's like let's let's let the people rediscover what you were about and what a great band Linkin Park are. And that Hybrid Theory album, which obviously you know set off a new uh, a new genre in itself, and getting them to do that. Lars Ulrich, when I talked the uh, Metallica into doing the Black Album. Um, him, you know, he he went to press and said, you know, the download promoter, you know, convinced us to do it, and it was one of the. They weren't even going to go out on tour. I, I I flew over to America, met with the manager, made the suggestion. He said to me, "There's no way they're going to do it." I said, "Well, you know, would you just ask him?" He said, "Of course, I'll ask him." But he said, "Don't hold your breath." Literally two weeks later, get the call. They're they're really into the idea. Um, and they don't want to do the album in sequence. They want to do it back to front. I went fine by me, do the black <laughs> album, even if you're doing it back to front, that's fine. And they came out, uh, and I, I, if memory serves me correctly, I think they did, I think it was 12 or 14 shows across the whole of, uh, Europe just doing the black album and that was a year that they were taking off. They were, weren't going to be working. And it was literally an idea of mine that I went, uh, you know, I went to them with. And, and, and they loved the idea. They'd already done Master of Puppets. They'd already done Ride the Lightning. Um, and I just thought, oh, come on, fucking hell. Yeah. 21 years since the Black Album, come and do it. And um, amazingly, they did. And, and super proud that, uh, you know, uh, download... Was the, was the festival that kind of, you know, was the inspiration behind them doing it.
0: Absolutely love that. Um, one more question for Andy.
2: Matthew Morrissey. Do you know what? That's a really, really, really good question. Um, in the past, I, w- I would not so sure. I was a little bit, you know, I'm not sure whether that that would work or not. Um, and I have. Uh, I'm not really into um, uh, Adam Lambert as a. But I mean, it's, he's replacing Freddie Mercury for God's sake. The probably the greatest frontman of a band of all time. You know, you look back because it's on TV. You will see it on BBC Four, BBC Two, Sky Arts, Sky Documentary. There's some one thing I'll say about Queen, and they, this is where, where they have the edge over so many bands, and that is that they recorded so much of their live concerts that now it is really paying off. Wow. And there are bands now, and I have it all the time. Oh, we don't want to be recorded No, You can't record. Well, there's no. Then there's there's no history. There's no record of what you've done. Queen, literally from day one, were recording their shows. Queen Live at the Rainbow, Queen Live at Hyde Park, Queen Live at Nebworth, Queen Live at Wembley, Queen, Queen, Queen. All of of them are amazing. Incredible, incredible live band. The other thing that they've got is songs. Hmm. What other band do we know of that have got three separate Greatest Hits albums. Greatest Hits one, Greatest Hits two, Greatest Hits three, all with different songs on it, all with massive hits, all sing-alongs, anthems, incredible. Now, obviously, when Freddie passed away, tragic, because what an incredible uh, front man uh, he was. And I know they had, uh, in fact, when they did the tribute concert, uh, I thought in particular George Michael did an incredible job particularly somebody to love and if you dig into that mm-hmm. and you find the rehearsal where uh, David Bowie and everybody's just watching George Michael rehearse somebody to love with Queen amazing and then on the night of that tribute concert that was probably the the song of the uh, of the whole event amazing yeah. And then Queen, you know, they had Paul Rogers in the band, a phenomenal vocalist in his own right. And then they got Adam Lambert in there. Incredible voice, but I... I, I mean, it's almost like he out-camps Freddie, which is an amazing thing to... amazing thing to say. But I, I don't know, I just kind of struggled a little bit with it until I went to see Queen... At the O2 with Adam Lambert, and I watched the show, and there were two moments where I just burst into tears. It was it was just hearing those songs. Uh, there was uh, a one bit where um, uh, oh, I've, I've forgotten the song. Uh, Brian May. He comes to the front of the, of the walkway and... Um, love of my life. I was about to say, it's love of my life. And he turns back and there's Freddie on the screen. I, I just lost myself. Yeah. And then when they go off and all the lights go down and then you just hear, is this the real life? And then up it comes on screen and they do the start of Bohemian Rhapsody. You, you're watching the screen and them doing it with Freddie, and then they come on with uh, with Adam Lambert and, and finish. I, again, I just, just lost it. And I have to say, and I've got to give him credit, he was so good. Doesn't... Um, over exaggerate everything he knows what he's doing he's, he's singing Queen songs he knows that Freddie is, uh, is the ultimate front man and actually de- uh, does and did an amazing job so I know this is a long-winded answer to the question but I would say yes to Queen with Adam Lambert um, because when Queen go out and they play all you get is hits from mm-hmm. the start to the finish you know every single song, even if you're not a Queen fan and yeah. you go, oh, 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 what's I don't only, I only know what Queen, I'm know no Bohemian Rhapsody or Killer Queen, or that's all that I know. No, you don't. Because mm. when you start hearing, you know, Don't Stop Me Now and Now I'm Here and everything else, Tie Mother Down and just hit after hit after you think, oh my God, oh my, I didn't realize, didn't realize, didn't realize Queen as far as I'm aware, are the only band out there that have got three separate greatest hits albums, all with different songs on them. I mean, who has that? Who has it? There is no other band. So um, I would say yes to Queen, uh, Queen with Adam Lambert. Play those hits and hear, hear the download crowd singing those songs back. Wowzer. Yeah well last 2023 sorted andy just make it happen <laughs> <laughs> no indeed. and and by the way it ha- we have spoken about it on a, on a couple of a couple of occasions um over the last i guess four or five years um it, we've never managed to to pull it off uh, and make it happen um i know that they were uh one year they were looking at uh doing uh, Sonisphere at uh, at Nebworth and, and unfortunately that that uh, festival went down and uh, it didn't happen but um, since then you know I've been approached a couple of times we haven't managed to pull it off but yeah they could definitely be like I'd get you know we'd get a load of stick for booking them oh they're not right for download and not a rock band blah blah on the day they'll come and smash it it's like when we book Muse Everybody's saying, oh, what are you booking Muse for? They're a Glastonbury band. They're a Reading Leeds band. You know, they're they're, they're an indie band. They're not right for download. And then what happens? The week after download, everybody's going, oh my God. Oh, prior to this weekend, hated Muse. They're now my favorite band. They were amazing at download. you just got, you've only got to watch them. Matt Bellamy. Is a guitar god. He makes, makes that guitar, the, the the sound and the noise that he gets from his guitar is like what no one else can get. He's he's up there with with the guitar greats. This is a three piece band that go out and make that makes amazing amazing sounds, amazing songs. And when they played at uh, at Download. You know, Matt said, "I'm going to go out and I, we're, we're going to do a, a, a rocky set. That's it. We're going to we're not going to piss about." And they didn't. And they were amazing. Um, and that's what's got to happen. You know, fans give these give these bands a chance because um, yeah. they will will deliver. De- you know, take the blinkers off and, and accept them for what they are. Absolutely, bad. It's good to see lots of people coming out. I I saw some messages coming up saying how great Muse were. Muse are incredible.
0: Uh, I I saw them in Wembley, absolutely amazing. And it's it's mad, bud, because I've said this before to Ronnie, when I I go and see live shows, you're almost looking at it as a panther because you love the songs, but you're also looking at it because you're in a band as a performer, and you're looking at it and thinking, oh, yeah, I see what they're doing there, and oh, yeah, I'd love to be on stage. When I saw Muse, it was that moment of, Holy shit, that is next level. Yeah, um, and I've been to see some incredible bands and and Muse. I was like, like you said, Matt Bellamy was was insane. He'd start on the piano, then he'd spin the piano around, and someone would throw him a guitar, and then bang, he's into a solo. You're like, what is yeah. going
2: on? Yeah, yeah, he, he's 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 a super 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 talent, and I I don't think that that he and 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 his band really get the credit that they deserve. I mean, listen, they, they, they've they headlined Glastonbury, they've headlined Isla White, they've headlined in Leeds, obviously headlined Download. They headline festivals all over the world. They do huge concert tours, you know, three, four nights at the O2. They're a big, big band, but mm. they're not what uh, I would call... You know the household name that they should yeah. be. They're, yeah. they're literally within chlorine distance of being that overall household name, um, and they really do need the uh, really do need the respect because they are they're they're an incredible band, incredible band. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Andy, we're gonna leave it there. Thank you so much, Betty, for joining us. An absolute pleasure. I love the insight into your career and download in general. Um, thank you for joining us, Bed. Uh,
2: it's a pleasure. Listen, Ronnie, Shane, thank you for having me. Um, I'll I'll forgive you and Ryan for posting that photograph. That's really made me made me chuckle. Um, thanks to everybody who, who's uh, listened in. I hope you, you've got something out of this and that you've enjoyed my warblings. Um, appreciate the uh, support that the fans give the festival um, and everybody involved with the event. It means a lot to us and hopefully we'll be there for many, many more years. So, yeah, th- thanks to everybody and thanks to you guys.
1: Thank you, Andy. Yeah, Thank you. Really appreciate Take
2: it.
0: Care. See you soon. Take care. Buddy. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Crowcast Podcast. Don't forget, this episode is also available to watch on our YouTube channel. For up-to-date information on everything crows, follow us on all our socials or visit our website, thosedamncrows.com. Tidy. ta